We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heavy Podcast. I'm your host, Kylan Alex. And with me today, it's Reality Check Master, Tiffany Meeks. Hey, how you doing? We're doing good. Listen, Tiff, Tiff really came through clutch today. So I had other plans that totally did not happen. And you know, I know I can count on Tiff. <laughs> <laughs> truly. <laughs> truly the MVP. I sent the scared text at like 6 30. <laughs> it was very meek, right? Tiff it was, it was scared. It was, it was, but I got you. I got you. True, true homie hall of fame moment for Tiff. Alf said nobody wants uh TG mooting around awkward nodding around awkwardly. We need an intro. <laughs> Uh, yes, officer. Yeah, I explained. I explained the situation. Word to John Crotty. Um, listen, we move. Uh, I wanted to give people the day off today. That didn't happen, but we're here. We have tons to talk about. There, Tiff. Yeah. I with you because I think out of everybody, you have the most uh, level-headed, big perspective, big picture kind of uh, kind of takes here at Heapy. So. We talked on uh, on Hangover Time last week. We're going to get into Duncan and Kyle, but I, I want to start with Miami's late game offense. Mm-hmm. And Siobhan and I would kind of get into that. I'm like, you know what? They're fine. I'm not, like, concerned. And Siobhan's like, well, I mean, they're blowing a lot of leads. Like, we should be a little concerned. So I kind of want to ask you, like, what your gauge is. We're almost a quarter of the way into the season about how they look in close games. Right. So I was kind of wanting to hold off on this until like game 20, which is the Bulls actually. So very interesting enough. But um, it's funny because I also kind of fooled myself last season and during the off season because I, I for some reason thought if they get a point guard, a pure point guard who can actually run the offense, we wouldn't have these late game kerfuffles, if you will. But um it's it's happening more frequent than not. So to me, uh, 
like I guess if something happens more than three times, it's a trend. And that's pretty much where we are at this point. It's it's becoming a trend. So either they're blowing the leads and losing the game or they're blowing the leads and now we're putting extra miles on the starters because we need them to play you know the entire fourth quarter whereas they would be sitting if we could maintain the leads so i think there's something interesting that cooper moorhead tweeted out uh the day the day of the the wizards game that the loss it said heat clutch offenses so in the 2019 2020 season they're the 23rd ranked clutch offense. In the 2020 through 2021 season, they were the 30th ranked clutch offense. And then this season, they're the 29th ranked clutch offense. The only mm-hmm. real difference was the playoff run where they were the first ranked clutch offense. So mm-hmm. that that's that's kind of that's kind of interesting. I, I do think that a lot of that tiff stems from just they've been a bad half court team. Right, like mm-hmm. uh, they they've been hovering around fourteen to fifteen. I, I think they've improved a little bit lately, but you know, I think for the most part, I don't trust them in the half court. Part of that is, right. I think they they lack some shooting. Um, they have really done great, you know, in the rebounding department, especially offensive rebounding. Um, right. that's kind of take dipped off a little bit. I think Deadman's playing time decreasing a little bit as well. Kind of kind of hurts lately. So. I think for the most part, this kind of stems down to their half court offense. And it's just like you like what you said about trend. I mean, it's been a three year trend with them. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure what they can do, you know. <laughs> it's just kind of who I they think, are. I well, I think for this season, I think um one of the things that stands out to me is that maybe they don't know yet where they want to go. Um the the thing about it is is that like in the past, we only had Jimmy, realistically, we only had Jimmy. So we knew, you know, in the crunch time, like who's getting the ball? Like, we know that, we know it's Jimmy. We knew he was getting the ball, but you, you've got Tyler who stepped into his own season. You've got Bam and you've got Kyle. So I think maybe, um, as Jimmy said, we need to grow up. <laughs> for those for those of you who are watching on stream, Ryan says if you balance your cameras and look toward each other, I'd buy you in the same room. Tiff and I have a very similar lighting vibe going on right now. We My do. walls. We yeah. Do. Yours looks a lot more personal. As Leif said, mine looks like a uh, like a Miami dentist's office in North Miami. So um, but yeah, so I think maybe, you know, there may be a little struggle with that as to um instead of riding a hot hand maybe you know oh we need to go to jimmy or there could be some some push and pull there and they haven't quite figured it out which is fine because at some point you know the the strongest finds its way to the top which meaning you know i i look for it to honestly be jimmy or tyler who pretty much be running that offense in the crunch time but um i'm i'm a little bit baffled as to how they're running the offense because if you if you're taking good shots and you're missing them you're just missing them but the fact of how they're running the offense sometimes they're not getting a good shot off uh, sometimes the ball's going through people's legs we're throwing the ball out of bounds so that's that's a now that to me is a little bit more worrisome than the missed shots in the clutch do you think it's more like a like a they're being kind of klutzy and they're they're new to each other kind of thing yeah, I mean, there's there. 
as good as they look together in large spurts of the game, they don't know each other yet. It's only been 19 games. So we still have to be realistic on the fact that like, while we see like Bam and Kyle have like great chemistry, it should get better. I think um, they kind of go away from Bam to kind of down do. the stretch. Um, they do. They go, they, um, well, and the, and the problem is, is that they go away from Bam, but also Bam makes himself small. So I, I see where you want the guards to get him the ball, but you also want the guards to see that he wants the ball. So he also has to do a better job of getting himself in the right positions when it's three minutes or less in the game. So um, the Mad Heat fan tweeted out some some stats today about clutch usage. Shout out to the shout out to the pool party, um, Jimmy. 40 percent usage, Hero twenty four percent usage. This is all in the clutch, Lowry. Mm-hmm almost 20% and Bam at 19%. So Jimmy is just soaking up all those possessions, right? And Bam mm-hmm. and Lowry are really getting squeezed out. I think Tyler, I don't think he wanted any higher than 24 as well as he's playing. So I think, you know, it's like super Jimmy or bust, which has kind of been the trend of them, you know, since he's gotten here, which I think that right. a, a diversification of, of that Right, kind of piggybacking right. what you said, having a real point guard uh, to kind of organize you a little bit. They're a little short on shooting, so mm-hmm. I understand that Jimmy kind of has to have the ball late because if you have one of them off ball, well, I mean, I think you could put Jimmy off ball. You can count on him to be a smart cutter and stuff like that. But you know, I I understand him being on the ball, but with Kyle not shooting well, right? Right. That's the other kind of part of this equation. Uh, so you basically have three dudes at the end of games who just can't hit can't hit a three, right? So, but <clears throat> I also think that like we already knew that, like nothing's changed with Jimmy, right? His his three point shot that it's pretty much what it is. He's actually been better um, this season. I think he's like it covering, is yeah, but it's come on, it's not you know. It, it, we're not talking about it, which means it's pretty much what it is. Exactly. Um, Bam's not taking them, and then Kyle's not hitting them. So a, a lot of this also needs to fall on the coaching. If you've got three guys that aren't going to shoot it or hit it, then you've got to be more creative in the play calling, or l- literally Tyler's usage is going to go up in the fourth. So this is... I don't, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go. No, I was going to say because I don't see any other way of this working out. So Kyle is shooting thirty about 31% from three, which would be the lowest percentage he's ever shot. That was like a real NBA player, right? I guess in Houston, he, you know, in the, the Memphis days and, and those early Houston days, there wasn't a ton. And then I think one of those Houston years, he shot 27%. And then basically after that, it's been 37, 37, 36, 38, you know, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So um i do think that you know by the way shout out to chat today um mm-hmm. you know alf gifted a tier one sub elites xbl subscribe for 11th month i can live v again or vegan i can live whatever uh, i i can live again i'm sorry reading reading is <laughs> fundamental subscribe to tier one you guys are fan freaking tastic um but i think you gotta and i know that this may sound like kind of reductive but 
you just kind of got to let these dudes figure it out. Like you got to let Kyle figure it out. You got to let Duncan figure it out. Like they're good. They're freaking good, smart basketball players. And then I just, there's not a lot of precedent for dudes being really, really good shooters and getting open shots and like not hitting them anymore. Miami Heat basketball is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Miami Heat tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you ever need as you go to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices in all their NBA tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Which I mean, at this point, if you haven't bought your tickets to see the rematch of the Jokic Brothers live at home at the FTX Arena, time is running out. Just visit TickPick.com slash today to save $10 on your first order of Miami Heat tickets. Once again, that's TickPick.com slash to save $10 today on your first order of Miami Heat tickets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Right. I also just think, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? What's happening, guys? Like, you guys sound so depressed. <laughs> like, you guys sound so down about this. They're 11 and 6. They're good. Like, they're, they're good. really Listen, good. I'm answering the questions that I'm being yeah. asked. <laughs> like, 
I understand, but it's like you guys, you're like, oh, I don't know what's gonna happen. It's like NPR. It's like it's like yeah, that. Right. NPR radio. Oh my right. god! It's like oh, Kyle Lowry. I don't know. I'm Not like, me. I know. I mean, here's the other side of it is Alf. Like everything isn't cotton candy and rainbows. You do know, have to also were, be objective in we the can conversation. Be objective. They, okay, okay. All right. Object, object, objective. Objective. Yes. Ob, they they do struggle late game situations. They went to me on the last game. They went away from Tyler Hero too or too too soon. Like six minutes left. Tyler Hero's having a decent game. He has shown you over and over that he loves these moments. You didn't get the ball to him at all. Like they went to that heavy, heavy, heavy Jimmy ISO shit. And it's right. really predictable, right? So they'll figure that shit out. But to me, it's like, why like why are we getting so like why like what what are we getting so what, what are we hand wringing about? Because the the game we we're talking about them blowing leads. They're the best point differential in the East, the third best in the NBA. They're not blowing that many leads. That's true. Normally, when they get a lead, they put their foot on somebody's neck and just keep that lead and ride that shit out. They'd have the best point differential in the league. They just got blown out a couple times, right? They've been blown out once. No, I guess twice, the Denver game. I, I, they got I, blown out twice. Yeah. And that, if, if not for that, they'd have the second best point differential in the league. So they are not blowing a lot of leads. And then when they've blown leads, it's like furious comebacks. Like crazy outlier bullshit from teams at home. And we know home teams do this shit from time to time. And now, yes, you would like for them to okay to and to withstand that 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 force from a home team. And they've done it a number of times this year where they withstand that comeback and that you know they uh, an 18 point lead cuts to it gets cut to six and they end up winning by 14. They've done it. But like there are sometimes, listen. Spencer Dinwiddie hitting step backs on you. You know what I mean? Like, you was beating the dog shit out the Wizards, and all of a sudden, I mean, everybody on the Wizards, KCP out here looking like Steph. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you going to do? Like, you, like you, the offense in those situations bothers me. I So when you say let's keep it real, let's, let's have perspective, let's be honest, the offense in those situations bothers me. Well, that's what bothers me. The defense, I always feel like, is going to be fine. They'll figure out those holes. Yes. They'll they'll figure out the rotation and all of those things. The offense is a problem. Whether they score 120 or they score 85, the offense is a problem. But is it so my question is the offense is one is weirdly one of the best in the league right now. Not to have fourth. fourth. Again, it's, it's one fourth. of the best offenses in the league. It's better than Chicago. <laughs> and the two guys that they depend, two of their best three-point shooters, two of their top three, I would say, yes. have been dog shit from three compared right. to their, their career averages. But, so but what the, happens but, when those two start shooting 38 to 41% from shit, three? Shit, just average. <laughs> Right. Well, but that's the, but see, but that's the thing, though. This is why we're having this nuanced conversation. Because what if they do, and then what if they don't? That's why this. That's that's why we're having like this. Okay, I'm so what happens? What happens next? I'm way less worried about Duncan than I am about Kyle. I think Kyle could be like maybe Kyle has like a down year for shooting. Duncan, he's too. What? precedent do we have of a dude being that fucking good and then being this fucking bad well i have a question because you've watched more kyle lowry than i ever did in my life 
And I, I recently turn off this TV before we get. And meanwhile, I was like watching it over his shoulder. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I was very mesmerizing with his energy. We were down in the dumps. What were you gonna say, Jim? So I, I literally after like game five, I started like watching like clips because I never really watched him in Toronto. Like I, I, I would watch the game, but I didn't really watch him. So here's my thing. What I don't understand is that like I didn't realize. I thought he was a better shooter and he's having a down year, but even his shot selection doesn't look great to me. So it's, you've been watching him for years. Is he pressing or is this, this is what, or or, or is this, or is this an ebb and flow with him? That's how he shoots. That's like, those are the, those are the looks that, that he takes. Um, He has a quick, he has a quick trigger. He, he, when he, sees a little daylight he likes to he'll he's a heat check guy too like sometimes he'll sometimes he'll try to shoot himself out of a funk um i think with him more I'm than anything <laughs> you came back and it was on and i was like okay i went and turned on my bed you look like you angled the tv <laughs> like, i do i normally because the, the light comes in anyway go ahead go ahead, go ahead. um okay. yeah like he you know <laughs> I, I said i said coming into the year i was like listen he's a very up and down guy if we get 35 percent out of him I take that. If you were to ask me at the beginning of the season, hey, you would you take 35% for three out of Kyle? I take that. I mean, he shot 39% last year. You know what I mean? He shot 40% the title year. So, you know, he he's he's up and down, but you know, I think he's defended like a good shooter because still like it's not like Andre or like they were just like leaving his ass, right? Like he's still right. they still care about him as a shooter. So it doesn't bother me as much if he's not like hitting a ton because I think the spacing matters more. You just gotta hit some. You know what I mean? I feel right, like he, right. I feel like he's always been a streaky guy. Yeah. Where he'll go on like a two week stretch where he's ridiculous or a two game stretch where he's ridiculous and a three game stretch where he can't hit the broad side of a building. Like that's just who he is. But to me, like what you just said is really important that they respect him as a shooter. They respect Duncan as a shooter. So to me, these guys just have to be willing shooters and take open shots. Like to me, that's more important than anything because the process, long-term, I always look at it like this. Will the process eventually play out? Will, will, like Tony says, will water find its level, Eric? You know, like (laughs) (laughs) what would bother me more is if Kyle and Duncan, like, and even if Pete, because PJ is going to get cold, y'all. I right. really want to hope not. No, but this is, but but think about it, dude. Because like I said to, I said to Siobhan in the chat before the season, I said, yo, if we can get nine points and five rebounds out of PJ, coupled with his defense, that's good. good who knew? Go. Who knew we was going to be getting this? Our hub. But see, so. <laughs> So right now, what he's doing—forty-seven percent he, from three—he's making up for how bad Kyle yeah. and, Ty, and Duncan have been. So eventually, he's going to regress, right? And what your hope is over the course of careers, uh, guys find their averages, and if they find their averages, those two will more than make up for the loss right. of BJ production. So to me, what I watch for more is like when I'm watching the game and they're shooting a ton of threes. Out of rhythm, I mean they're work. I mean they're working their ass off to get Duncan open 
and Duncan's missing. Like, those are that's what I hate. I can't stand that. But if guys are just stepping into rhythm threes and missing them, but they're shooting right. them and they're shooting them willingly, I'm okay with that because the averages always work themselves out over the course of a full season. So, like to me, I'm looking at what kind of shots are they getting. Is is uh, is is Kyle hitting? Is is Kyle missing step back threes with two guys on him on some Kobe shit? No, he's missing good shots that he should be taking. Kyle Lowry shots. Duncan is. There were some games where he was pressing and they were forcing the ball to him. I'm fine if he's shooting and he's missing in the flow of the game because eventually yeah. that shit will work itself out. <clears throat> like their I offense think- is good despite these guys not even hitting threes. I think um, it, it's simple, but it's not simple for Duncan. Duncan has to realize that, like, his shots won't come at the same time as they've came the last two seasons. They're not going to come at the same time. They're not coming at the same time. So he's got to mentally change his mindset because you're not the number one option anymore. You're not the number two option. So it's hard when you're accustomed to game starts and within the first five minutes, you've already got five shots up. Yeah. He's not, but that's not happening now. And that's why we have to, good job, G. <laughs> um, that, um, that one even lasted a little longer, I feel. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was actually listening to Tim. But to me, that's one, of the, that's one of the issues with Duncan, and I don't think people talk about it enough. Like his role has completely changed, right? Because we get mad when they when they run the offense for him, which was his old role. But if you're not running the offense for him and he's completely out of his element, you have to give him time. And honestly, he hasn't been that bad. Like we gotta we like we have to get up off of him a little bit. He hasn't been like he's not like twenty one percent from three. Like, you know what it is? 30. It's just magnified with losses. Like yes. when he's when he's when he's two for whatever and they win, it's but you didn't know, he leave it, the game in like the third quarter on Saturday he did. or something? He did. He left. So the game. why? So they. So are we still blaming Duncan for the fourth quarter meltdown? Because I feel like every time they lose, Duncan's to blame. Duncan wasn't in there for the meltdown. No, Duncan was just, out there while you was whooping their ass. Right. When, well, I'll, like I like I said to G, I just think that they don't know who they want to go to in the clutch. For me personally. Um, I, yeah, it's all, Jimmy can do Jimmy things, but if it's a clutch moment, you need an all three level score shooting the ball. You need a guy who can hit the three, who can hit the mid range, who can get to the basket and who can make free throws. And most of the time, that's not Jimmy. That? That's Tyler. Kind yeah. of. Listen, this, he's different. the, he, he's the only player you got. Who can do all those things he's also on not offense? He's not and scared. he's not afraid to take that shot. I really think it should. If he's hot, you roll with him. I don't you, even you if he's like, not hot. Exactly. <laughs> I don't care. Like, honestly, I've told you guys. Listen, I get a lot of heat for the shit talking I was doing about Tyler. I've come around on Tyler a lot, and part of it is because I I believe in his role this year, and his role this year is to not have a conscience, like. I remember I got in an argument with Siobhan one game because Tyler pulled up on a three on the break. And, oh, I don't want him taking that shot. No, I want Tyler taking every fucking shot. I want him so overly confident. I want him cocky as shit because, for real, like, you don't really even – 
he has no other responsibilities. And when he's playing that way, everything else comes naturally to him. He starts playmaking for other guys because that's not his first, that's not his primary role. Right. He starts playmaking because it's in the flow of what he does. I'm being Tyler. I'm being a bucket. Boom. Right. Here's a little pass. Here, I'm going to sprinkle this here, sprinkle this there. Like, I want him to be selfish. I want him to be unconscious. I don't want him to have any. I want to be just, I want him to just worry about scoring and worry about Tyler Hero. That's when he's at his best to me. And that's the kind of guy late in the fourth quarter, give him the ball because yep. he don't care what the coverages are. He's not worried where the double team is coming from. And if he's in that mode, he is going to make the smart play for the most part. Charles Barkley right. used to say every team, every title team needs a crazy dude. Tyler yes. has to be like their crazy dude. Like he's, they, they have overpassers, right? Like Jimmy, Kyle and Bam overpass. Tyler's a finisher. He's not, he's not going to pass out of the basket for better or for worse. So right. I think he kind of really, he, he balances them a bit. I mean, he's Tyler. I mean, Tyler's shooting 36% in the clutch. Not good. You know, obviously you want that up a little bit, but I don't really think any of this is on him either. I think it's pretty, they, how, they have how, issues. How much, how much clutch have they really played though? They've played, uh, I'll tell you right now. It's not a lot, but you know, they, they've, they've, I'll, I'll, but, but while, while I get that information for you, like, I think, I think the important thing for them is they, they just suck against switches and late in game, they've played, um, about 35 minutes of clutch time, 36 minutes. It's a very small sample size. Right. Yeah. Well, I Not mean, a it's game. a small sample size, but the reality is, um, they just have, they, 24 minutes, excuse me. They, pay they just minutes go from being very smart players. And this is every game. They go from being very smart to very dumb very quickly. And you know what happens when they get dumb? It's because they're overthinking. And overpassing. Over, they well, they have overpassing. Is, I feel like that's a result of overthinking. They have right. legitimate issues, right. Alf, yep. against switches. They have yeah, they have legit do. and that's because they overthink or the over they overthink they can't switching. they don't have dudes that can beat guys off the dribble outside of Jimmy. I think when you put a little bit of size on Tyler, and that's not Tyler's fault, it gets a little more difficult for him, right? And I think you look at okay, well, Jimmy can is our best guy like to, to be able to like play against bigger guys or smaller guys, but then you know, I, we've kind of seen how that plays out. Kyle is not beating dudes off the dribble anymore. I think you know, we talked about that in hangover time. Uh, last 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 show that that part of his game is just not really there unless he gets a big guy so you know you really just have and, and it happens on the other end too because like teams just look for tyler or duncan and it's not their fault it's just you know whether you're in a drop or you're switching defense like they're just gonna find you right like these bigger like bradley beal lebron like these power guys are gonna like where is the small guy and i'm gonna go i'm gonna eat right jimmy does the same so i know we're not calling duncan a small guy so, I mean, he's a he's a skinny, skinny, skinny. I will fragile. say his defense has been tremendous lately. Like on that, we 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 killing him, but like his defense has been really, really good. So, I thought the Wizards game it was as bad a defensive game he's played, but that's really like I didn't one see of that. Do you talking about just yeah. the last one? Yeah, the yeah, last this, one. Was, this last game was because the game before that. I mean, he was standing up dudes in the post. Nah, he was going good. for steals. Like he he, he was, works hard. Yeah, he was. I mean. But he, know, when you put him on an island, though, like that's I. He, but I also, yeah, he's, him, you know what I mean. Yeah. But, I mean, they played four games in six nights. We have to also think about that as well. Like it oh, was, but for we sure. all, they've lost but one we also home game. Know, but we also know, like 
they're not the best defenders. Like we yeah. know this, like nothing's changed. So that's up to like, at some point too, that's up to the other guys. You know who you're on the floor with. You know if Bradley Bill is hunting out Tyler or Duncan. Stop switching. You know, right? Like Don't switch. Somebody but then, but then stay you get home. those dudes. But then you get those dudes in a drop, and you know what I mean. So like now you really, which I don't. I'm not saying that there's a right. <laughs> fucking sweet and small <laughs> Kyle Lowry's boots, Raymond Felton. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, I, I, not that there's a right or wrong answer, but like if you put those guys in drop anyway, like it, it, it's you're still gonna get the other team's gonna get the result they want regardless. So I think a switch simplifies it a little bit, but I get what you're saying. But they they also have not been playing a lot of Duncan and Tyler in crunch time. No, no, it's usually yeah. No, so it's not, that's kind of, it's kind of a moot yeah. point. You 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 can't. And it was that wasn't the situation on on Saturday. No, and that 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 was specifically like Beal's like where's Tyler's man and t- and then they get the switch and then PJ would be on uh, on Spencer and he had to come help and then that's how that swing would happen. That's and what also, this is going to be. Were step back three. No, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. It was- but even if they weren't, this is like I've kind of at, at that point I've kind of just bypassed that because listen, you need Tyler on the court in the crunch, right? So. Yeah. You got to deal with whatever happens on the defensive end. And that's when everybody needs, it's got to be all hands on deck. Everybody's got to be ready. If you think that blow by is coming, that next man needs to be there stepping up. Like, that's just what it is. Like, you can't have him and Duncan on the bench. You got, somebody's got to be able to shoot. To me, what if you, if like a guy like Bradley Beal gets ISOed on Tyler, you got to sell out. You got to sell out and, and rush Beal. But then the problem is, Guys like KCP and Dinwiddie were just hitting threes on your ass. Yeah. So it's like, what do you do? You know? You and, just... and it's not like PJ wasn't coming out and contesting, right? Like, they were... They were hitting everything. Yeah, yeah once like... they got hot, that was pretty much... That, that was and the, the missed travel call, too. I feel like we've been really complaining about the refs a lot lately. That one was really bad. That that missed travel. And you can't even challenge it, right? So suppose on the sideline, like, doing the doing the motion... And we all knew it was a travel. They can't review it. They can't do shit. So if that call goes the other way, all of a sudden, I guess we don't feel great, right? Hangover time is a little different that night, but like they're still winning. You know what I mean? So it's stuff. Yeah, like how different do we feel about this game if they won by three? Alf, you remember the big three, how fucking shitty they were at late game offense? It was every fucking game. I like I tell you, I'm really, really not worried. And I'm I'm the kind of person who 
during a win streak. We were doing it last year, like, and we we're sitting here telling you, don't get fooled. Alf, I'm the party pooper. I always shit on them. That was a bad team on win streak. Sometimes you're yeah. watching them because, and 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 I'm telling you, it may. I know I'm not the big numbers guy, and maybe I'm being simplistic about this, but I look at point differential is huge to me. It is. If you like, there are teams with negative point differentials that are like one game behind the Heat. Like I'm not really worried about the motherfuckers. Like you can't, you don't win games by a lot, but when you lose, you get blown the fuck out. Like that was the Heat last right. year. Oh, they yeah. kept pulling little wins out the ass, like the Wizards just did. Like I would have been livid as a Wizard if if, if we were the hangover time for the Wizards. <laughs> I'd be like, that's a bullshit ass win. Don't get fooled by that horse shit. <laughs> Like That's we, what we were doing, yeah, we're gonna sit here and like if I'm a Wizards fan, I'm like, oh shit, we had to, to rely on Dinwiddie and KCP threes to pull out a game. We were getting our ass whooped in. Like I'd be worried, but on the other on the other side of it, I'm watching a team who the Wizards are one of the best teams in the East. They played them twice in a row, and they were significantly better than them. I'll Not a little it. bit significantly better look the reality is and and we haven't really talked about it but like if we're clicking on all cylinders like we we're hoping soon rather than later they're they're easily the best team in the east easily but the problem is we're waiting so as long as we're waiting and we keep pulling out wins, I don't care if it's by one or by ten. You just gotta you gotta beat the teams that are in front of you. However you need to do it. They but Saturday, win. they better win see, these fucking games before that. Well, listen. But here's the thing: Saturday, you're gonna you're gonna see what everybody's made of. You're gonna see what every guard on this team is made of Saturday. Because That's gonna guess feel what? Like a playoff game. That's gonna. Feel it like is a gonna playoff. feel like a playoff game, and. They gonna hunt hell out of our guys, and guess what? If you're Tyler, you get hunted. You know what to do on the other end. That's yeah, it. Yeah, because I I don't know. I mean, who? How are they gonna deal with Jimmy? How who's gonna deal with Jimmy? The Bulls. They put Lonzo on. They him. don't. Have, but that's the thing. They don't have to. The problem is they're gonna be they're gonna be running waves of guards at us. How are our guards gonna be able to stand well, you gotta up? You got to punch back. That's what I'm saying. You just, that's you what I'm saying. Well, you back. mean like that's us what I'm saying? I, I'm not worried about Miami's defensively. I'm not worried about their defense. They'll figure that shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know and, I mean? and Chicago, they, they don't have Vucevic is still out. Yeah. yeah, but I never. I'm not taking him into account. I'm taking no, into I'm account. I'm talking about the fact that now you have Bam, who's a little bit of a, uh, a roamer more than he would be if Vucevic was in there. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm not as worried about the Heat. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a really good game. I really like the Bulls. Like, yeah, my... I I want to see, I want to see what Tyler and Kyle and Duncan do. Like we're we we keep saying we're waiting, we're waiting for this 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 streak to to bust and for them to be shooting. Guess what? Like these two games before Saturday, that's the warm up. Yeah, they got to win. They need to get those two. They those haven't won in Minnesota since Jimmy got here. So mm. let's. They got to change that. The, the Bulls. Four out of their last five? The Timberwolves? No, the Heat. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were on a four-game win streak yes. before that. Yeah. So, I mean, they'll, they'll be good. I, and they're 500 on the road. This is a good – this is a get-well This is a get well road trip for them Yeah. before that Bulls and that, game. And remember those – honestly, that Denver, the two L.A. games, I don't count none of that shit. That, the Denver game? The Denver game, fine. Whatever. I don't they count lost, any of them. They lost, they lost a game at Denver like everybody in the fucking league does. 
the the Laker game, they lost in overtime without their MVP candidate. And then the Clipper game went down to the wire without their MVP candidate. So it's and, like and uh one of them was which I don't remember which one was what Bam was in foul trouble in the first quarter. All of them. He's been, All of them. Yeah. That yeah. happened in the Wizards game too. Shit, my guys. He's, he's a little, he's a little, little, little Hassan in him lately. Um, not his fault. I'm kidding. I would never say that about Bam. By the way, the Bulls, 20th in rebounding. Miami has a, and not that this is a, a, the Weird Al pregame show previewing the Bulls, but Miami just has so many advantages. And like the Chicago is small. Like, I, you know, you look, and it's more to say, like, you look down the teams in the East. You know, obviously Brooklyn's going to be there at the end. Miami went into that building and kicked their fucking ass, right? Even last year, that Miami would not struggle with Brooklyn as much as other teams. Um, you know, Chicago, I don't know how we really feel about that. I don't think anybody watched either of those Wizards games and thinks, yeah, Washington's on the same level as Miami. No. I know that they're one, but, like, nobody thinks that. And then what? That leaves whatever the fuck's going on in Milwaukee. I mean, I don't know when we're supposed to start taking that seriously. Middleton's been back. Well, yeah, I, you can't take them seriously until, like, they get everybody back. So, that's so they have Drew, wrong. Middleton, see, and Giannis why, back. Why, I see that. I'm sorry. Why are they the only team afforded that shit? Because they won the title, but the Heat well, wouldn't have been afforded that. Yeah, well, the well here's Brown the difference: the title. They're, they're afforded it because, like, we know, we know that you're not, you're, you're nothing until you have all your players. Like, it, it, it's gonna, we know that, but everybody else in the media and this and that. So there's, there's a different story to it. But like, realistically, if, if we had Jimmy out and somebody else out, then it's like. We don't know what we got until we get everybody healthy. You don't. We don't know what the Bucks have. The Bucks have. The we know they got Giannis. They don't have Brooke Lopez, and yeah. everyone's like giving them all these excuses. It's motherfucking Brooke Lopez. Like I know. He's no, good. well, I know he's an anchor. He wasn't the only. They had four for forever. No, now, they had I'll like say four. Now. I'll say now. Now. Oh, now they're okay. still losing. They I won mean, three in they, a row, but still. But I mean, okay. But even when they had, there was games they had Middleton, Drew, and and Giannis. They lose, and it was like, oh, they're not healthy because they're missing Vincenzo and Brooke Lopez. Like nobody else gets that. Nobody else gets. I tried to tell y'all about Bobby Portis. Nobody wanted to listen to me. Nobody's talking about Brooklyn missing Kyrie. They really, they really, Bobby. Not not anymore. (laughs) Right, that's done. Nobody nobody talked about him at all. Yeah, we 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 were in reruns. <laughs> well, well, Canada declared that you can't come in unvaccinated, so that crosses exactly. another team off. You know, not you know the Kyrie to the Raptors dream is dead. Um, I so. I honestly think if this team, and I'm not even talking about what happens when Vic comes back, but if these players that we have right now that are playing, if they're all clicking, they're easy the best team in the East. Like I literally sat there and watched them manhandle James Harden and Kevin Durant. The Hornets yeah, no. are beating the Wizards right now. That's funny. And the Cavs are beating the Nets. Listen, the Cavs are scrappy. Imagine doing hangover time for the Brooklyn Nets and the fucking the uh the Colin Sextonless Cavs are giving you the work. That's because That's a rough show. That's, That's a hard ten. That's a hard Gar- ten. Cause, Cause Garland showed up. <laughs> Listen, I was at the stadium and I was like, "Damn, ain't no Brooklyn fans in here." And then Everybody they came walking it's, in. It's bad, Tiff. I I didn't. Oh, know it's, you it's, said that. It's, it's bad out there in those parts, oh, man. 
the, the, the gentrificationers came in and they had like their own like sushi they brought with them. I was like, these ain't these ain't real fans. Y'all got chopsticks and shit. These ain't fans. They got, they got artisan mayonnaise. Yes, they did. A- aioli. And, and aioli. Crocs. Aioli and Crocs. Aioli and Crocs. <laughs> the true size of gentrification. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.